Friday, June 29th, having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, the denomination that you're a part of, the Presbyterian Church in America recently had their General Assembly in Atlanta, Georgia. The Presbyterian Church USA also conducted their General Assembly. At the 222nd General Assembly in 2016, a Muslim was invited to invoke an Islamic prayer at the opening of that General Assembly. Well, that didn't happen this year at the 223rd General Assembly of the Presbyterian Church USA. However, there was a prayer, and everyone was asked to participate in reciting this prayer. We praise you for the gift of faith we have received in Jesus Christ. We praise you also for diverse faith among the peoples of the earth. You have bestowed your grace that Christians, Jews, Muslims, Buddhists, practitioners of traditional religions, and others may celebrate your goodness, act upon your truth, and demonstrate your righteousness. In wonder and awe, we praise you, great God. Mateen Elise writes, Reading this prayer carefully, one discovers that faith in Jesus Christ is just one of many diverse faiths on earth, all of which are good. God's gift of grace is not linked uniquely to the work of Christ opening up salvation for all the world, but rather only one way of coming to God. So let's take this prayer on from a Christian world and life view. That the core of any Christian world and life view is the gospel claim that man is wrong with God because of his sin and that God has made a way for man to be right with him. And that way is his son, Jesus, who is the way, the truth and the life. And the Christian message is we want to communicate to you the love of God in Christ is that through the death and resurrection of Christ, you can be right with God when Jesus Christ alone is your savior because only Christ can save. Now, let me go ahead and acknowledge up front, there are three things that causes the gospel to be an offense to everyone who hears it, unless the Holy Spirit is at work in their lives, giving them eyes to see and ears to hear. What are those three things? Number one is the declaration that we are sinners and we need a Savior. Number two is that you can't save yourself, nor can your man-made religion save you. Number three, Jesus alone can save you. You need a savior. Your religion can't save you. And Christ exclusively is the only one that can save you. That is a, as Peter says, a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense to any and all who hear that. Unless the Lord works in their life and then that rock of offense becomes the rock of their salvation. So what does this particular prayer say? Well, it starts off pretty good, actually. We praise you for the gift of faith we have received in Jesus Christ. So, number one, the opening statement. This is really amazing how in the space of two sentences, you can go from the heights of confessional orthodoxy that exalts the glory and grace of God to the depths of man-made deception and rebellion against God. You can do it in two connected sentences. So the first sentence, we praise you. Worship to God. For what? The gift of faith. That's accurate. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So that's correct. Through the gift of faith, we have received. So faith isn't something we work up. Faith is something that God works in us, that we receive from God the ability to believe. 
And then it says, in Jesus Christ. So what is the right object of saving faith that we receive from God? Jesus Christ. That's a glorious statement. Then the next statement. We also praise you. We also praise you for what? For diverse faith among the peoples of the earth. So among all of the nations, we want to praise you for the diverse faiths. And then a third sentence is given. What are these diverse faiths? Oh, these are the evidences of your grace. You have bestowed grace that Christians, Jews, Muslims, Buddhists, practitioners of traditional religions, and others may celebrate your goodness, act upon your truth, and demonstrate your righteousness. So in wonder and awe, we praise you, O great God. That was on page 113 of their program book that they all participated in. Now, let's be very clear. Do people have the right to believe whatever they want to believe? Absolutely. Does God, because of common grace, have elements of truth in many religions and isms out there? Absolutely. For instance, I can name all the main traditional religions, all affirm monogamous heterosexual covenantal marriage, at least up until now. Praise the Lord for that blessing of common grace, though the religion is wrong in terms of how can a man be right with God, it does have some right things in it from which we can have conversations. But do we praise God for those religions as evidences of his grace? Answer, no. How can I praise God for a man-made religion that deceives people into false assurance that they can be right with God apart from the atoning work of Christ on the cross. I cannot praise God for that. And I will not call religions as a gift of grace. On the contrary, they are counterfeits to the work of grace. Will they, by God's common grace, have elements of truth? Absolutely. But are they of essence a statement of God's grace? No. On the contrary, they are man-made religion. They all tell you not the grace that you need. They all tell you what men and women can do to earn salvation. So I don't see those as something to celebrate in worship. I see those as something to deal with in evangelism and apologetics, that is, the defense of the gospel. So we don't celebrate God's goodness by the presence of false religions. I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it, it, only it, is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew and to the Gentile, for in it, that gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. It's not revealed in other religions. It is revealed in Christ. Now, the amazing thing, Tom, is that this was written, it was vetted, and it was included in the Presbyterian Church of the United States of America, and this very statement that we just went through stand in opposition to the confession that they say that they believe, the Westminster Confession of Faith. It stands in opposition to it. As Mr. Elise says, are we making too big a deal of this? Number one, your leadership put this prayer that celebrates the deceptiveness of the religions of the world by the wording of the prayer and giving praise to God for man-made religions as the statements of God's goodness and righteousness while they lead people with a false assurance of life and they lead people into the pit of hell apart from the saving work of Jesus Christ. 
God's only Son gave His life on the cross and rose from the dead, so there is only one way, and that is the Christ who provided that atoning death. And the biggest decision you're ever going to make in your life is will you stumble over Christ as the rock of salvation, or will He become the rock of your salvation? It is also amazing that no one brought a protest to that prayer. No one who was there, called upon to participate in it, raised a protest in it. And by the way, that astounds me that there was no protest because I do know some solid pastors that love Jesus and are faithful to his word within that denomination and some churches. But what I long for is a great movement of the gospel of grace throughout our nation and in the Presbyterian Church of the United States of America as well. Whenever we see such statements that eviscerate the claim of Christ, that I am the way, the truth, and the life, no man can come to the Father but through me, and celebrate man-made religions designed to rebel against God's grace, designed to deceive men and women from grace, to celebrate those in the context of a worship service is utterly astounding, breaks my heart, grieves my heart, because of the false assurance it gives to men and women standing on the edge of eternity. Would you hear me tell you, there is the big decision that you will make. Either Jesus was a liar, he was a fool, he was insane, or he was the Lord. And if he's the Lord, then you got to hear what he says. No man can come to the Father but through me. Harry, thank you for your thoughts for today and this week. As we close out for today, let me remind our listeners to download the Briarwood app. With this app, you'll have access to audio, video, and written resources that will challenge your walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. The app is yours free. Simply stop by your favorite app store, type in Briarwood PCA. Well, thanks for being with us this week. Have a wonderful weekend. Be sure and join God's people in the worship of our Heavenly Father on Sunday. Then stop by again on Monday for a conversation and a biblical worldview application as we put the issues of today in perspective.